and welcome back to Thursdays. It's Thursday. Yeah, we're filming on Tuesday, <laughs> but you're going to listen to it on True Thursday. And Trivial Talk with Matt and me. What's my name again? McGinty. I just, you know, I wanted to hear you say it, but you didn't have a whole lot of gusto there. McGinty. A little bit disappointed. Thank you, Matt. There you go. Well, we're really glad to have you guys with us, Matt. Special, uh, special Halloween edition today. It is a special Halloween edition. Halloween, when you listen to this, will be in just like what three days. It'll That's be a lot right. Of fun. That's right. That's we have a big event this weekend that we yes. want all of you at. Our Harvest Fest is happening on Sunday. Oh, I'm so lost my notes here. Uh, Sunday, four to six here at the church, and man, it is a. It's gonna be a blast. A blast. A big deal. Invite your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we promise we will get you done in enough time to go trick or treating. If that's your jam. And in so. fact, all the games and stuff, the bounce houses and all stuff, will be done by five thirty. Yep. At five thirty, we'll announce the door prize winners yep. and have some other announcements and presentations and whatnot. So if you need to jet out a little bit early to go trick or treating, we understand. Uh, but if you want to know if you want anything, you might want to stick around for and a few more minutes. And there's some cool stuff being given away this year. Uh, yes, so there is. You might want to stick around. No doubt. We got a legit silent auction going on. Yep. Well, if this is truly a Halloween special, Matt, you've kind of cooked up some stuff for us today. Well, I don't know if I've cooked up. I've looked and, up. Yeah, you looked have looked up some, up some stuff. Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I need it. I buried the lead here. We have an interview, part two, with Pastor Wes after we do a little Halloween section. Because so stay like, tuned. That's like way more important than that's the meat. We're about to do potatoes. It is. Okay. <laughs> so stick around. That interview is really good. You'll hear uh, Wes's opinion opinions about a lot of different stuff. Like get to know him a little bit more too. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun in the interview for sure. Absolutely. So, Matt, Absolutely. Let's, let's hear it, man. Well, we're going to jump into that in just a minute. But first, let's have a little Halloween fun. Halloween fun. Like if I could insert some spooky music here. Like, yeah, make more work for me in no, post-editing. I appreciate you don't need that. To do that. It, just use well, your imagination. I, I feel like i got to raise the bar. It's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Daniel, today um, I'm gonna do, we're actually going to do um, two quick games. Okay. Quick games. It. First of all, we're going to do a little trivia, a little Halloween trivia um, see how much you know about this holiday. And if you get the answer okay. right, inside this jack-o'-lantern oh, here. Hey. No, I, get your hands off. I, I just wanted a piece. No, no. No. Taste. You don't get any until you answer a question I just right. I to see what was at stake here, what you got in the, right. in the bowl. There's got, good stuff. Okay, you got like some poison in there. There's no poison in there. It, okay. Reese's Pieces will kill my kid if I got that on my face. You know, I'll, it's I'll look good stuff. So ones. I'm going to ask you some questions. That's Let's why I have it. them hidden over here. So okay, I have no see. idea. Yep. All right. Little Is It True Halloween Edition Trivia. Okay. All right, bring it. Ready? First of all, the first jack-o'-lanterns were actually made from turnips. Is that true or false? I want to say this is true because a really odd Peter Pan story I read to my kids, it was it had like a floating turnip in it. I'm going to say yes on this. It's true. The answer is yes. No way. Reach in there and get you a piece of candy. I will get me, do I get? Do I have all to right. eat? Is this like chubby money where I have to eat it as I'm talking? No, you don't have to. You okay, can save I, it for later. I'm going to Because that'd be kind of annoying for us to hear you chewing while. This is. Because the microphone picks up everything. I think you're correct on that assessment. Okay. Secondly, Halloween is the highest grossing commercial holiday. True or false? I know it's been creeping up there. Does this include? Does this include like just random consumerism, buying TVs and big presents and stuff <laughs> like Christmas? Because I mean, Christmas wins in that regard, I would think. But uh, it's just if it's purely just the holiday items, I'm gonna say Halloween. You're gonna say Halloween is the biggest 
the biggest one? I'm going to say, yeah. Over Christmas? I am. Just Come if we're looking on, at just really Halloween stuff. No, Christmas is still. Okay. It's still in the lead. No <sighs> candy for you. Okay, no candy for All me. All right. I took a risk. Here we go. 50% of kids prefer to receive chocolate candy for Halloween. True or false? I would say that's probably higher. So I would say it's false. It's true. No. Yeah, really? Yeah. I guess we got a lot of Skittles fans, Starburst fans, <laughs> but yeah, I like me some Skittles. I do. Have no candy for you. Oh, All right. Man, I'm, I'm the largest pumpkin ever measured was grown by Norm Craven, who broke the world record in 19, is it 1903? 1903 with a 953 pound pumpkin. True or false? Uh, I'm just going to go true on this one. That's false. Okay. It, was eight, it was 836 pounds. Oh, that's so not fair. <laughs> All right. go, go ahead. Get your piece of candy. I get, okay. All right. All right. Is it a consolation prize here? Yes. All right. If you're going to read off that, you got to move the microphone some. All right. Because you're, you're talking away from the mic. Or I can just move the mic. Yeah, okay. Move the mic. Uh, let's see here. Let me give you a good one. Okay. Mexico is believed by many to be the birthplace of Halloween. True or false? I want to say that's false. It, isn't it like reference to not All Hallows Eve? Because uh, that's a different, you know, it's like All Saints Day. Um, I would say it's false. It is false. It's Ireland. Let's see. There you go. There you go. It's my people. The Irish. <laughs> the Irish on both sides get of my family. Some candy. I will get me All some right. candy on that one. Here we go. Dressing up as Milky ghouls Bay. and other specters originated from the ancient Viking tradition of townspeople disguising themselves as spirits. Not condoning it. Just saying. Did it happen? history. That's what I'm asking you. Is that true or false? Uh, let's just go true. Why not? Let's go false. Okay. Yeah. No candy for me. It was a Celtic tradition. Oh, my bad. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of in the same area-ish. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. According to the National Retail Federation, 40.1% of those surveyed plan to wear a Halloween costume in 2021. I would think that number would be higher. I'm going to say that number... I th- we haven't had a, a true one in a while, so I feel like it's meant to be true. So by the process of elimination, I'm going to go true on it that. It is true. Okay. It is true. I would think that number would be a little bit higher. I don't know. Hmm. I don't okay. Know. All right. I, I get candy. Two Come more. On. Yes, you do get candy. Get me some candy. Now, I got to make sure I get this right, but this mm. is especially for you. Okay. Tang Chi. I mean, it may be Che. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Or the Lantern Festival is a popular Halloween festival in Japan. Say that one more time. I want to hear you butcher it again. Yeah. Tang <laughs> Tang Che. Tang Che. Yeah. Tang Che. I would like to see the spelling on that. Um, C-H-I-E-H. Was that Che or Chi or? Probably Chi. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Like I, I, I should, Panda. I should probably chi. know this. And it's supposed to be Japanese, not Chinese, because it sounds Chinese to me. True or false? I'm just going to go false. It is false. It's China. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds Chinese. Go to me. with your gut. All right, I last one. I should have known. I get Here we go. More candy for you. All right. Get another Kit Kat. Boston, Massachusetts holds the record for the most jack o' lanterns lit at once 30,128 all at once. See, I feel like these true or false questions, like you could have the same information, but it's not Boston, it's Atlanta, or it's not Boston, it's Seattle. Uh, well, it's Boston or not. I'm going to say it's true. Why not? Let's just go true. 50-50. You, 
You should have gone with your gut. It's false. Why is it false? Yeah. Because it was New Hampshire. Okay, of course. I mean, Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Like it could be anywhere. It's you know, the same fact. It's just a different place. Yeah. So, so. I feel like I should get half a piece of candy for that. Uh, you can. That's fine. Consolation prize. All right. So the next next thing, since we're eating candy, Rolo. Yeah, we'll go through this quick. All right. Uh, This is a game we did with our students the other day. It's called Eat or Yeet. Do you know the definition of yeet, Daniel? I feel like as a former youth pastor, I should know this, but I had to ask you what this means. So (laughs) please, Matt Downing, the cultural in the know person no, involved with not. youth ministry, please educate us what yeet means. Well, now here's the thing. Forgive yeet, our oldness. Y-E-E-T, it's like changed uh, in the last couple of years. Like it used okay. to be to be, you know, uh, super excited about something, but now it means to chunk something or to throw something okay. like with full force. Like yeet. I, I just, if I throw my water bottle, I just yeeted my water bottle. Is it an onomatopoeia? Like is it a sound effect? Like when you chuck something like yeet. Sure. Or is it like a, is it a verb? I, I'm going to yeet this. Yeah. Which it, one is I, it? I don't know. It can be both, apparently. Maybe, maybe so. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do is, I'm Daniel, I'm going to give you some uh, Halloween fall type uh, foods. Okay. And would you, you got and no candy in this. This is just, mm. this is because it's purely your opinion. Okay. Because um, my opinion on these foods, it matters It does so matter. Much. It, ma- it does matter. <laughs> would you eat these Halloween themed foods or would you chunk them as far away from as you can? Do I have a person I could chunk this at? Like, are you my target? If, I, if you try to offer this to me. Well, I'm not giving you anything to eat, so no. Okay. All right. All right. First of all, popular, popular Halloween staple, popcorn ball. Would you eat it or yeet it? Nothing's going to get yeeted right away. Like you, I go trick-or-treating. I want some candy. You yeah. offer me a bowl, a, a stale ball of popcorn that is hard to chew. Yeah, they're hard to Those are hard, hard to pass. Eat. Okay, candy corn. Give me a baseball bat for that sucker. Eat or yeet. All day long. I know people hate love to hate on candy corn. I actually love candy corn, especially the pumpkin-shaped ones. Those no, are good. I love the pumpkins, but, yeah, not the candy corn. It's I just will. something about it. Like, I can't eat those, but the pumpkins, I could eat a lot. Okay. Candy corn. Caramel apple. Eat it or yeet it. That thing is getting yeeted. I'm sorry. Oh, just the caramel, caramel, like caramel an apples. actual caramel apple where you got the, all the sticky and then, then you got the, the crunchy on the inside. It's just, Love it's a hot it. mess. <laughs> I will chuck that at your face. All right. So I won't do that. It's mean. Okay. So now I'm going to give you some. Six your teeth too. Now I'm going to give you some Halloween uh, candy that uh, you seem to end up with a lot of in your <laughs> basket or your kids do. Yeah. Not, not that I the trick or treat. The discount bag candy. The, not that I trick or treat. The pinata filler candy. Right. So you ready? <laughs> yeah. Smarties. Smarties. Like discount M&Ms. Eat, eat or yeet. I want the real thing, man. That's going to get yeeted. I got high taste <laughs> here, man. High taste. Okay. Well, then what about Tootsie Rolls? Tootsie Rolls? Unless it's the fruity kind. <laughs> I do like those too, but... but see, I don't like the real Tootsie Rolls. I don't like it. It's just garbage. It's like, you, where's the... So you would yeet them. I would yeet them. I want the fruity ones. I want the ones that taste like Starbursts. Okay. What about orange and black taffy? Orange and black taffy? I, I just can't get behind that. No, it's going to get yeeted. It's going to get yeeted. Yep. Okay. Um, what about uh, bottle caps? That's I like a, bottle caps. That's a step up. Yeah, I like bottle caps. They're yeah. kind of fun. They're kind of, you know, they're good. They're good candy. Okay. Wax bottles. Oh, man. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, that yeah. stuff gets stuck to your teeth. It's like, <laughs> where is even the flavor? This is way too much work right. for the payoff. Yeah. First right. world problems ran right there. I know. Last <laughs> one. Here we go. Bring it. Warheads. The sour ones. 
you know, I, I'm going to keep that one, not to eat for myself, but to t- give it to my children, telling them this tastes delicious, <laughs> which we actually filmed that once. We gave them, hey, in each a different warhead, this is really good. Here's a warhead we filmed. They're like, what is this? You just <laughs> gave us. This tastes awful. <laughs> they were like spitting it. I was like, hey, you're patient. It gets better. It does get better. <laughs> if you just hold through, push through the sour, it gets delicious. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's no. all I got, man. Because I know we got we got big things to do here today. Big um, things that don't include me, because I'm about to get kicked out of my chair, right? You're gonna get sh- kicked out, and in his place will be our new senior pastor, Wes Wilkinson. I'll be interviewing you need to him. Go, you need to go change, right? Uh, you know what? We filmed <laughs> that segment last week, so um, yeah. I'm you're not gonna keep, okay. All right. He's just so gonna, you're gonna be wearing two. Play it off, you're like, gonna be wearing two different shirts. I'll huh? be wearing two different shirts because that's just how I roll. Okay. Yeah, we filmed this all out of order, but that's. that's I was fun. trying to. I was trying to give you an out there. Trying to make it seem natural, Daniel. No, we don't want to make it feel natural. No. no the, hey, if you if you did not hear part one of this, go back and listen to that, and then listen to. I mean, you don't have to listen to them in order, but they don't build on just, each other. Yeah, they build on each other, and it's it's good for you just to be able to um, hear Wes's story and um, all of his uh, all of his preferences and dislikes, his and, experiences and thoughts yeah, and different things. So for sure, you're gonna love it. We're loving mm-hmm. working with him and yeah. having him as our pastor. So. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and I'm going to say, see ya. Adios. Stay tuned for the next five seconds. All right. We're here for part two of the part two. Wes Wilkinson interview. Wes, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're going through a lot of transition stuff right now, trying to get settled, trying to run home. Yeah. And taking the time to do this podcast interview so our church and those out there can get to know you a little bit more and kind of cast some joy. vision. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of fun. A joy. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked me on and got a bunch of a bunch of questions to ask. Hopefully, a bunch of questions. Well, hey, know. you know, you're the boss, man. So we would. It's, it's not us asking you on. It's hey, this is your deal, and we're just really glad that uh, this is an avenue that we can share the church, your personality, and just sort of vision yeah. for what's going to happen down the road. So we have um, some lightning questions for you. All right. I'm going to hit you with this, Thor style, and we're going to... We can go. I don't know if it's going to be Mjolnir or uh, Stormbreaker, but Man, as long As long as I've got Cap Shield, it'll be good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll dispense with the nerd talk. We'll get right into it. All right, here we go. Lightning round. Question number one, coffee or tea? So never coffee. Okay. I love the smell of coffee. I love coffee shops. Not a coffee guy. Uh, I like tea. Uh, I don't drink tons of tea, but like if we go to a coffee shop, man, a good chai tea latte, it's good stuff. But a good chai tea latte to me is like, I want a chai tea latte, not a like chai tea latte. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you there's want the full be the, chai. I want you know, the spice. Diluted with milk stuff. Yes. Yeah. Now you're a big fan of boba tea. I love that's boba the, That's tea. your jam, right? That's my, absolutely my jam. Okay. Well, all, all because of my freshman roommates in college. And it's they were ultimately their fault. And they where were, were they from? They're from Taiwan, and they they would they would uh, when I they always bring bring stuff from various markets and stuff for me to try, and took me out to a Taiwanese restaurant that that uh, served boba tea before it was ever cool or popular, or called bubble tea. And mm. man, so you're I saying that you're a boba tea hipster? I guess you, you were I drinking mean, it before it, it yeah, was cool. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Very much so. <laughs> All right. Lightning rod. See, I yeah. told you I would do this every time to be to give comments on it. All right. Favorite dessert? Um, I don't know. Some, t- some kind of cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh. You know? you're, have you been to the Cheesecake Factory recently? 
Ah, yeah, actually. We got a bunch of different cheesecake uh, for my wife's birthday a month ago, for Bethany's nice. birthday. So, What's your yeah. favorite cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory? So here's the deal. Bryan College Station doesn't have Cheesecake Factory. So God help it's them. been so long since <laughs> I've actually seen a menu from Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I have no clue. But um, I know that anything I've ever tried from there was really good. You can't go wrong, really. Yeah. 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 All right. Favorite actor? Do you have an actor like, oh, that guy's in that movie. Boom. I I'm more apt to watch that movie because that guy's in that movie. No, nah, I really don't. I mean, the thing that pops to mind, just to give an answer, is uh, Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman on Batman the Animated Series. If he's voicing wow, that Batman, a, that's a deep I'm in. cut there. <laughs> I'm in. So it's a weird answer because voice actor, but <laughs> hey, for uh, me, you know, if you're going voice actor, um, I forgot his name last time again. Like, I'm a huge Transformers nerd, and oh, um, yeah, what's his name? It's is it Dan. No, uh, you talking about Megatron or Optimus? Optimus Prime. Yeah, who also is like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, he does Eeyore. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, no, he does Eeyore. Eeyore That's Winnie right. The Pooh. Yeah. Eeyore. And yeah. I'm, I'm having a brain moment That's here. That's the funniest combo: Optimus Prime, Eeyore. Yeah, it That's really incredible. is. It's that deep voice, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, most recent favorite movie. Most recent favorite movie. So man. a movie you've seen recently that you're like, man, I like that movie. Yeah. Let me. What? Uh, what have we seen recently? What just? Oh, uh, we loved uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, I'm about to say you we mentioned loved Shang Chi. Yeah, we thought it was a great movie. That was a lot of fun. It was the last movie we saw uh, in theaters before we moved. So, I it's good. I'm kind of a Marvels fan too. You yeah. know, I really enjoy what they put out. You know, they can all kind of run together sometimes, but they do a good job. They do a good job. They yeah. really do. So they do. Probably, I enjoyed it. That probably blend of funny and action. Yeah, times. no, we we enjoy it. Yeah, we enjoyed it thoroughly. So, all right, favorite author. Favorite author. You go super classical here or maybe something you've read recently that really kind of stood out? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, man, there's so many different kinds of books to answer that question with. But but um, uh, I, I love anything A.W. Tozer writes. Love Tozer. Love you like the dead guys. Works. I do like a lot of the dead guys. Hey, they wrote some good stuff. Uh, so I love anything A.W. Tozer as far as like serious stuff. As far as like, I mean, because I love different kinds of fiction, but I don't know if I have just one author who I'm like, oh, anything that person writes, I'm yeah. going to go out. And it's more, it's probably more fiction is like, what is the series? What is the mm. story? So that's about the author, more about authors. the character. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a big Clive Cluster fan when I was yeah. in like high school. All those like adventure swashbuckling stuff. Doesn't he do Sahara? Yeah, he yeah. he was the author of That's Sahara. my wife's favorite. It's Bethany's favorite movie. It's Sahara, a great so. movie. I, yeah. The book that it's based on is phenomenal yeah. i mean when you have abraham lincoln being found in an ironclad ship in the middle of the desert yeah. like that's just who comes up with this idea yeah. you know all right most recent book most recent but okay so this is man this is kind of kind of weird funny but uh most recent book i've been reading is actually my grandparents memoirs they wrote oh, a basically their their memoirs it's, it's their, they have my favorite introduction to the book ever because they write and say uh, this is not intended to be a re- an accurate reflection of events, but events as we remember them. <laughs> I love this, this uh, so I was just like, hey, I appreciate the that. honesty there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's been fun. A uh, lot, lot of things that just over the years, uh, stories I've heard them share and talk about, but it's 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 been, I've finally had a chance to actually pick it up. They published it like a year ago. Um, so we can get a copy of this book? Like, yeah, is yeah. it on Amazon? Uh, probably. What Do you know, what what's it called? Um, oh man, it's, uh, I think it's like, Wait, wait. We can't get it on Amazon. We should probably go to Lifeway.com to get it. I don't know it, that right? Lifeway. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that Lifeway has it. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. really? There's some severe irony there. There is. I guess there, yeah, there is some irony there. Um, For those who don't know, his grandfather is Jimmy Draper, and yes. he was, was president of Lifeway. Was president of Lifeway. For, Got it for, named Lifeway. 
He's, yeah, he's, that's right. It was called the Sunday School Board. Yes, uh, the Southern Baptist Sunday School Board, the Sunday School Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. And Pat was under Papa's time there pretty quickly in there that he started working with people and moving the motion to change the name to Lifeway. And so, interesting. It's Lifeway. No, it's the book is called Embracing the Whirlwind. Hmm. Uh, and it's just is that a reference just to Joe stories. Uh, no, I don't know if it's a reference to Joe. I think it's just they their life they feel like is one whirlwind story after another of unique ways that God's moved. And um, Speaking of whirlwinds, so, if you're listening yeah. to this and you hear cop sirens and stuff in the background, it's because I think a fire truck just drove by. Yeah, and we can't tell you because there's no windows in here. Yeah, I we, don't know what it is. Right behind this but. is a window, and we have... Oh, that's where the window's at? The window's at? right okay. here. There you go. Can't have any natural light in here? Come on. Absolutely. Um, so anyways, they can yeah. find... Okay, name the book again. What's it called? Em, I think it's Embracing the Whirlwind, but I'm pretty sure you could try h2doit.com. Okay. I think is a place where, where there's access to Embracing uh, books the Whirlwind. Papa's written, but yeah, it's fun, to, it's fun to read. Cool. Well, y'all be sure to check that out and uh, give it a read. All right. So that was your most recent book. Are you a night owl or an early bird? You know, I think honestly I'm a little bit of both, which is horrible. It's like the worst combo because sleep you need and especially oh, that's what I hear. now that you're not a college student and I haven't been for a decade, I, I need <laughs> sleep. Um, no, I mean, I like both. It's hard. I, I probably prefer if I have to pick one, I want to be the morning person because I just love being able to get up early and get stuff done. It just sets you up for a really good Day. No doubt. But it's also hard to want to go to bed when you're having a good time hanging out with people and family and stuff. So. This is true. And plus, when you have a kid that's under years old, you get sleep yeah. where you can. This right? is also true. Right now, I'm neither in both in light of that. See, the factor. only piece of wisdom I ever gathered from a Robert Ludlum book, who wrote all the Born Identity film yeah. uh, books and stuff, good movies, was he said, sleep is a weapon. Use it. <laughs> and that was my pep talk to middle schoolers. Whenever I do like mission trips and stuff, all right, the first night we'd be saying, oh, listen, I know the tendencies for you guys, the one to like goof off and do stuff. But here's yeah. the deal. When your mind is weak and your body is weak, that's when you know, you're really open to get for the devil to really yeah. challenge you and find weaknesses. Yeah. So get sleep when you can. Yeah. Sleep is a weapon. Use it. Yeah. So anyway, that's a good word. All right. That concludes our very <laughs> drawn out lightning round. Ever. Lightning round. I, I warned you ahead of time. I have a tendency to comment on, hey, on everything. Hey, it's all right. It's, 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 all right. You can tell people. So we're going to get into some more get to know you questions. What do you and Bethany like to do for fun? Man, we love playing games. Uh, board games? Board games, card games. Um, we've got uh, – there's some games you can – I mean, you can do it through the computer, through a through a game console, whatever, but games you can play with groups where it's on their phone but it's up on the TV screen. Yeah, we yeah. use those for a lot of lot of group things. We've used those with students over the years. Uh, we love movies. We love – always have love going for walks in our neighborhood and, and just talking and then – we're just real old school and that a lot of times what we love doing is we'll go grab a drink from Sonic and just go for a drive, go explore <laughs> new neighborhoods. And we have a lot of, a lot of our best conversations are in the car. And I think it's because it's, there's, even though, I mean, it's just us in the car. Like, yeah, you got to be aware of the road. Yes, we're aware of the road. I'm not a bad driver. I've never gotten a ticket. Hopefully it stays I'm glad that way you got for that a out there because people were wondering. Yeah, you know, yeah. This guy seems like he's a maniac behind the wheel. No. It's because he's only no, but you know, it's just the two of us, and you feel like you're you're able to just be the two of you and go drive new places and explore and and have a good conversation. So there's something. It's almost like you have your best thoughts when you're in the shower when you're doing something. Yeah, or mowing the lawn. Like, yes. Yeah. 
So I think that's part of it. And plus, you're going somewhere, so you're like your own journey. Do you yeah. guys like to go hiking or anything like that? Oh, yeah. No, we, uh, you know, if we could, we would regularly go somewhere where there are mountains. We love, mm. we're not beach people. We're not anti the beach. We're just, we love the mountains, love going hiking. Well, the best, uh, the best, so. closest thing you'll get to mountains, you know, here in the hill country, you go drive down 360 some, or uh, which is, you know, you're probably pretty familiar with yeah. the Lost Maples. We're trying to figure out a way to get over there because it's, the hiking out there is just phenomenal. You really well, the at least there is hiking here because contrary to what some of uh, my former uh, staff members at uh, Central back in College Station believe, uh, nothing in College Station counts as hiking Yeah, because it's all flat. This is true. This is true. You can call it a stroll. <laughs> a walk through the woods of the prairie, yeah, but not yeah. true hiking. Well, we have yeah. – Lots of hiking to choose from here, and um, our family loves to get out and go on some adventures. Yeah. We're, so. That's one thing. We're, I'm excited for us to, as we get a little more settled, to go figure out those spots and parks and Well, I can definitely give you like some that. some insider tip info that some of the best right. trails that are not super crowded these days. That's hey, and sure. if you're watching this, you can leave us, if you've got favorite spots, yeah. put them down there in the comments for us. Give we'll a trail them. suggestion for yeah. Yeah. Nothing to go Please do. We'd love that. We really would. We would, you know, just drop it in there in the comments. Look at that. Look at me use the social hey. media. Well done. Appreciate that. I may not have been on a lot of podcasts, but I know how these <laughs> you things You know work. how this rolls. Okay. Dig it. We can plug it. All right. So what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Do you and Bethany have some things you do every Christmas that kind of are part of the Wilkinson family yeah. tradition? I don't know that we have developed as many traditions yet, um, but I think like in my family, there's always been like... Every year, mom always would get my sister and I, like, you get to pick, you know, one ornament from Hallmark, and that's your ornament for that year. And and yeah. subsequently, like, she's kind of kept that going even even after Bethany and I have been married. Of course, now with uh, grandbaby in the picture, it's, like, re-exploded with multiple. And But it's fun when we put up the tree because I have all those ornaments now, and, mm-hmm. and I remember which ornament is from which year. And it just oh, is – it's real history It's there. real reflective for me and a lot of fun. And I remember, you know, some of them have stories behind them. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't have a story behind them, but I remember <laughs> other – you know. Um, like so that's, that's really fun. And then I think uh, it's always fun the the – um, it's always fun any time to do Christmas. Different sides of my extended family do things a little different, but there's always been there's just fun, unique things that both sides do that are that are a joy. So that's cool. When we're able to be a part of that, it's always fun to have some traditions that you can pass on to, you know to your kids that you grew up with, and um, and doing all that kind of yeah. And I think we'll find more of that now that we're we have kids. Yeah. Um, and this year will be a whole new reality because uh, normally as a minister on staff, you know, if you're there the 24th, be it Christmas Eve service, if you're with family with family, well, that's not the case anymore. Now that I'm pastor, I'll <laughs> be leading the Christmas Eve service. No so doubt. It's kind of a whole new era for us to really establish what are our traditions going to be. No, it's, that's cool. And I love yeah. having the idea of your Christmas tree being a sense of like history of your family. And yeah. Problem is, you got to keep getting a bigger tree every year, or you well, start editing yeah. which ornaments. I mean, honestly, out, right? now we I do kind of go. Well, all right, this one's not his favorite, so we're just going to leave that one in the box. This year we're swinging so. for the nine footer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last year was a seven footer, and you know, there's only so far this escalation could yeah. go before we're going out to the woods hacking yeah. on the tree. All yeah. right, cool. Well, what um. This is, is going to be weird, but what special talent do you have that's probably a useless talent or it could be just something like interesting or different that's outside of the lane of pastor maybe? Man, I don't I don't know that I think I have any kind of weird special talent. It could just be a normal pretty, talent, but just something pretty average. I think if you talked to different uh, different people who've worked on staff with me before, um, 
I always get made fun of for knowing really random useless trivia. That's the talent. So now you never know when I'm going to pop out a really random fact that is absolutely pointless. But, um, uh, you know, but so you're just, saying, just, and it's not because I try. I just remember random things I read. Like so, you just saying, do not stuff. get into a game of Trivial Pursuit with you. Potentially not. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I'd like to lose. think I'm good at Trivial Pursuit. I think you might. Uh, that might but be even Trivial Pursuit's got some really obscure stuff. It so. really does. So uh, I get that. Uh, if you are not a pastor or in ministry, what would you find yourself doing? A job or career? Sure. You, you know, I mean, that's a hard question for me to answer because I think um, part of why I'm in ministry. Well, the only reason I'm in ministry is because God called me. Yeah. And part of even walking through that process of God, what does it look like for you to call me to full-time vocational pastoral ministry, which I, I do believe in Scripture is a unique, not a better call in the life of, of a believer, just a unique call mm. uh, to a certain role inside of God's family. And um, part of the reason for the wrestling that I went through in that process was because I understood if God called me, then there is no other option. Yeah. So it's hard for me to answer that question because, I mean, I you know, there, there are things I enjoy doing, sure, but I, I don't know what I would do because once God called me to ministry, it, that's it. It's, that's it. Like, that's just it. So uh, I don't like have a, an answer for that. You go to a Bible college, essentially, and then seminary, you're kind of locked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, the Bible college wasn't intentional, but I'm sure grateful God led me. Well, led me to I DDU guess the question is not necessarily asking what's your plan B. It's more of a... You know, maybe oh, like a side interest outside. that you have that, you know, hey, what if I did that? As you know, a... before God called me into ministry, I always thought I might look into something that was more architectural or engineering or um, what I think I discovered in colleges. I love history. I actually really enjoy literature. I like English, that side of English. Um, and I really enjoyed my – I took a lot of uh, law and poli-sci classes. Interesting. Uh, I, and so – um, you know, if I had more time in college, I probably would have tried to somehow pull off a, a major in all three of those things because I enjoyed studying them. Very a cool. Lot. Well, that gives us some good insight. And sure. I think hindsight twenty twenty, I would be way more friendly towards math because here's what I realized: <laughs> in math, you don't have to write a paper trying to prove why you think this character in this story would do this when one, the story's not actually real, anyways. Mm. Math. I mean, it's supposed to be this way. There's either a right answer or a wrong answer, and you demonstrate yeah. why this is correct or not. Like, it's, it's nothing about it's your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I should have seen math as like a puzzle and a challenge to finish and not as an annoyance to get past. You know? I so. think there's other people that feel the same way. You know? <laughs> I math gets a bad rap. It shouldn't get the bad rap it gets. I did it's not want to take math in college at all, and I put it off to my senior year, and I found out oh, I could wow. take a logic and philosophy class instead. I was like, eh, let's do that. It ended up being way harder. <laughs> yeah, it's not to say. I'll just stick with the basics. To go no, go no, with no. algebra. All right, uh, last kind of get to know you question. Do you have a bucket list? A thing you, an activity you always want to do, or a place you've always yeah, wanted to check out. I mean, a food you've always wanted to try. Not really. If I had a bucket list, maybe it's like some certain places. Like I, you know, there's certain like. National parks with mountains I'd love to go hike, mm. but I don't... Have you ever been to Yosemite? No, I uh, haven't gotten to do that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really have an official one. I mean, you know, there's goofy stuff that if you were like, ah, oh, everything was real chill and money weren't an option, it'd be fun to go to this, visit this place, or, you know, like Ireland or uh, mm. uh, Scandinavian countries or um, New Zealand, um, uh, different places with mountains, or like, hey, I want to go visit you know, all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums and watch a game. 
but I, I really don't have like a, a deep like I wish <laughs> nothing done. written down. No, you I haven't really thought don't. too much about it. Well, that's good. That means no. you're content in life. Yeah, that's cool. I've always yeah. wanted to bike around the island of Ireland. I was like, oh, I would have loved to have done that. See, go do the full coastline. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like the tour to Ireland. Yeah. Well, you need to add Yosemite. If you like getting outside in the mountains, Yosemite is just this Yeah, Yosemite place. looks awesome. And we would love, Bethany and I would love to go hit um, hit Glacier Mountain. Oh, National yeah. Park, That'd be cool. Yeah. Really cool. All right. Let's get into some deeper questions about just kind of life and ministry and that kind of thing. Um, coming from like a long legacy of godly men in service, did you feel like, obligated to pursue ministry as well? And by the way, a lot of these, most of these questions are all coming from Facebook yeah. and, and our church members and people who submitted these. So this awesome. is one of those questions from one of our church members. Yeah. So for those watching, if you don't know, I, um, in my family, I'm actually a fifth generation to to serve in the ministry to serve as a pastor. Wow. And uh, which is a really sweet and neat legacy. But I always, when that comes out, I do feel like I have to try to to, to um, follow it up with within my family actually like no there was never any pressure like it, ministry was never viewed somehow as like well in the Wilkinson Draper family ministry is the family business like that was mm. never there in fact I never even knew how any of my family members my dad and my granddad were even called into ministry until I was already well under the movement of the Lord working to call me into ministry no one in my family ever even hinted that I should like, hey, you, we think you should be a missionary. We think you should be a pastor. Like there was never any of that. And I think that's because in my family, everybody in my family has a very high view of the pastoral call of God to where that's not like we don't get to go pick that. Hmm. That's God's decision. And if that's God's decision, he's going to stir and mo- move and mold and shake the heart and call the heart when the heart's ready. We don't have to do anything. And so now I, there never was any kind of pressure. On the flip side of that, what I saw is family who really knew and loved Jesus. Hmm. That's what I saw. That's cool. Uh, I, you know, so a byproduct of that, they love people and they do ministry. Um, and, and obviously for my dad and my granddad, we're called in a unique way in, in that. But uh, the, the flip side of that is being called into ministry. Uh, man, what a sweet thing it is that I, that my greatest ministerial resources in life are are in my family. That's just a sweet blessing. It is really neat. I thank so. myself really blessed that my parents didn't push ministry on me growing yeah. up as a missionary kid and whatnot. Uh, in fact, even when I felt called into ministry, my dad's like, "You sure?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, because um, I really thought I was going to go into journalism and mm. uh, really pursue that. And I really got really started in me my junior year and senior year in high school. So it's it's really cool to hear that from you and just how you handled sort of that, that pressure and um, really recognize God's unique story yeah. in you, which is neat. So how did you? Here's one question. This is my question. I'll just straight up full disclosure here. I love hearing from other pastors how they prep for their sermons because everyone's yeah. a little bit different in how they prep for it and how they sort of prepare and kind of soak in the word. How do you approach preparing a sermon? Do you have a routine or process that really serves you well? So I'd say I probably have a, a somewhat somewhat inflexible, somewhat flexible routine. I mean, basically, right now it's all kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. If all things were more, like if all things were more like, you know? um, what I do, you know, what I, like what we're doing right now here here at at church is we're we're walking through the book of Philippians. So I already mm-hmm. know what the passage is for this coming Sunday because it's just the next passage in in yeah. line. So so as far as 
preaching, how do I determine what passages? Now, in the context of being a senior pastor, well, okay, it's the next passage that we're coming to. So when I sit down to prep, I already know where we're going. And then what I will do is I will spend some time just reading through it on my own. I mean, just reading it, not necessarily pulling out other tools or yeah. study aids, just just reading it. Chewing on get, it. Getting, yeah, chewing on it, meditating, getting a fill for it. And then where I go first from there is, so we're in Philippians, so that, that was written in Greek. So I pull out my Greek New Testament, and I, I work through the passage in the original languages, paying attention to... Uh, what words are emphasized? What phrases seem to be be emphasized even beyond the words? What what do certain words mean and how do they relate to each other and work through that? And honestly, by the time I get through that, if I've done it well, there's a pretty good understanding of what's going on in the text. But mm-hmm. but once I've done that and kind of put some thoughts in, and I, and I take pretty pretty good notes, just my own study notes and, and kind of ordering things. Then I'll go from there, and and that's where it's a little bit flexible. Sometimes I go from there, and I may go ahead and, and do some more digging on certain things I see, and then come to some commentaries. Or sometimes I might jump in and, and read some commentary uh, over the passage, um, partially just to kind of check myself from from other people who, yeah. who know a little better, but not to repeat what commentators say. But sometimes, too, honestly, just in hearing what other godly um, other godly theologians have have seen and, and pulled out of the text. It just even is beneficial for my own yeah. my own self. And then as I, I work through that, what I always will do is at some point in my study, I'll, I'll have done all this study, some point in my study, I'll ask myself the question, what is the main point? Mm. And I will try to summarize the text into a one or two sentence, what's the main point? And then from that one, I know this is the main point, and here's how I see all of the things in the passage relating to it. From there, I start going through the side of, okay, how do I communicate this well to the church family? How do, how do we apply this? Are there places that, I mean, it's obvious we need, this This, this is just primed to be illustrated, or or is there certain ways that we really need to to flesh this out in everyday life with application? So that that part kind of comes inevitably there. Now, sometimes, I mean, as I'm, as you're going along, Sometimes it's not quite so just segmented like that. Like yeah. a lot of these thoughts are happening at the same time, and that's why I take really good notes and then and then work through there. So that's really fascinating. And do you? I think what you said about really chewing on it first, doing your own real work, and then sort of checking the concordances and checking the the commentaries just to kind of see, all right, do I have this right? And to have that sort of that confidence to know, okay, this is correct. And the cool thing about doing all your digging ahead of time is that you really kind of own it. Yeah, and when you preach on it, you're not just kind of regurgitating what somebody else had right. to say. This is what God has been stirring in you as you've been really just meditating on Scripture. Yeah. Do you prefer to do your prep work closer to the sermon, or let it put a little bit of space between it and kind of let it marinate some? Uh, preference probably is a little bit of both. I mean, I, I still, you know, ideally, uh, I I start sermon prep at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Um, and 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 begin working through that, and then by the latter portion of the week, I'm not really so much working on the sermon as, ex- as letting it marinate, kind of keeping it fresh. I mean, I, but I'll still be, look at sun- Saturday morning and probably look at yeah. Sunday Saturday night and, and and look at it again Sunday morning. Um, but uh, uh, so my preference is to is to get an early start on it because I just think it helps you. It helps it marinate. It helps you be be even more, um, I think, discerning in, in yeah. what words you use. And the other part, I, I didn't say this. The other part of my prep that is important to me is just a lot of time spent in prayer over the text. Yeah. Uh, and that, none of that preparation is divorced from 
really praying and asking the Holy Spirit to help me understand, to open my eyes to, I mean, and even praying through, Lord, what what things need to be. I mean, it's, it is very much, and I think it should be very prayerfully driven, mm. uh, because ultimately God wrote what he wanted to write, how he wanted to write it, and my job isn't to give you my opinion on it, it's to understand what he means and to give that to you. Right on. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Well, Wes, thank you so much for sharing. I got one more question for All you, right. but I got to stop it right now because in about 10 seconds, the camera's going to overheat and okay. it's going to stop on its own. So I'm going to stop it right now. All right. And then when I snap my fingers, we're going to be right back here again. There we go. And we'll have the last like question. Here magic. we go. All right. I told you I was going to snap my fingers and we're going to be here. Is. So here's the last question. Pastor Wes, if you could only preach out of one book of the Bible, like you're stranded on an island yeah. and someone says, nope, you can only preach out of one book out of the Bible, which book would it be and why? Man... I, you know, if I think about my answer, I'd probably take it back. But for me, honestly, probably just I would preach uh, the portion of Scripture that is just kind of my favorite place, which is uh, I, w- I would take the book of Isaiah. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think the book of Isaiah because there Isaiah hits everything. Isaiah, I think every place in Scripture hits everything. But I, I think Isaiah, you've obviously got Isaiah 53, which is such a clear picture of Jesus' death. And, and mm. even really if you study it well, his, his resurrection and what that means for yeah. Uh, for sinners, um, you know, there's such a clear picture of, uh, even outside of that, just of who the Messiah is, the suffering servant, what he does. There's a clear picture of w- what God's salvation is going to look like for eternity. There's a mm. clear picture of our own sinfulness and how that breaks us. I, I just, I, I, I think all the major things are there, and they're there in such a a passion and an imagery because of Isaiah being a prophet that just to me, I, I love, I love. He paints with words. Yeah. You know, the guy just, his imagery usage was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if you're stranded on an island, I definitely would think Isaiah would be a good source just to preach yeah. to yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. All the, especially the first half, the book of comfort, you know, maybe the last half, yeah. the book of just, uh, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely, that'd be a cool one. I think yeah. I would pick Hebrews. Just oh, because man, Hebrews is so good. It's just brilliant. You know, yeah. I always I love the fact that it it's got all the Jesus stuff in there, it connects the old testament to the real yeah. New Testament application. Yeah. I just wish I knew who wrote it, wrote it, you know. <laughs> like Yeah, you know, are you a, a, a Paul and Apollos or a Luke guy, or are you totally different? <sighs> you know, I've looked at it so many different ways. Yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Paul, not I don't think Paul Apollos is a struggle, but it would if it was Paul. Man, why wouldn't he take credit for it? That's the yeah. question I always come back to. You know, like, yeah. it, it, Paul wasn't like having to have credit for it, but it would lend some authority yeah. to it. You know, yeah. if the church knew that Paul wrote it, it would make sense. But so here's what's crazy: if you go with the idea that Luke wrote it, and that's probably where I lean. I think it's, uh, it's where I kind of lean to. Apollos seems a bit of a stretch. Here's what's crazy: if Luke wrote Hebrews, between Luke, Acts, and Hebrews, Luke wrote the majority of the New Testament. If I understand right, by, by like by percentages by of like yeah. by volume, by like most chapters, most words, most, huh. um, even though obviously Paul wrote the most books. Yeah, so kind of an interesting. That is nugget of trivia that's absolutely useless. But hey, now it's, you know. it's good to know. But Luke so. wasn't always super, you know. Hey, taking credit for yeah. stuff as much, you know, it's more. Well, and Hebrews reads when you when you read it all the way through, it reads like a sermon. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's man, Hebrews is great. It's the first book, first book of scripture I ever read. When I started having quiet times on my own with the Lord, uh, so I love, I love the Book of Hebrews. It it is a brilliant book. So yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, and we appreciate yeah. all the insight you've given us. And Wes, we look forward to 
what God's going to do through you at our church. And it's really cool to be able to sit down and just have this conversation. You'll look back at this interview two, three years from now and go, (laughs) man, I can't believe I gave those answers or, you know, (laughs) they still kept me around. Absolutely. There you go. And uh, all the amazing things you probably, you know, will do in the next couple of years. But uh, we want to close out our time in prayer. Wes, as our pastor, would you please close us out? Absolutely, man. Uh, Let's pray together. Um, Father, just, man, what a, what a humbling reality and what a joy to be able to just talk about your word, about you, about the way that you've moved and stirred and shaped from things we laugh about to things that are serious. And, um, Father, you, you take notice of them all, uh, that your, your eyes are very clearly on your people and, mm. um, Father, we just ask simply that that even things even things like this podcast is whoever watches that you would use it to be a blessing and encouragement that you'd spur their heart, stir their heart affections for you. Uh, and Father, that's what we're praying just in the life of our church that you would stir our affections, that you would breathe, got a fresh wind and a fresh fire and a fresh desire for you because we are always in need of your freshness. Um, and that Father, we would we would just be people, Holy Spirit, who walk by you, who walk in you, who walk with you, who walk, God, for your glory alone. So, Father, do uh, your your will in and through us and among our midst. And, God, we just thank you. We thank you for the days ahead. We thank you for today. And, um, Jesus, we do. We just look to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Wes. Amen. And thank you guys for watching and listening to this podcast. We do this because we want to encourage you. We want mm-hmm. to lift you up in your faith and your walk and your journey and maybe make you laugh a little bit along the way as well. We all could use a little more laughter in our life that's wholesome. And But yeah, if you want sure. to share this, please share this. This is why we do this, to reach as many people as we can. And uh, hit that like button, that thumbs up button, what have you when you listen to it. And of course, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on all the major listening platforms, except for my favorite, SoundCloud, but that's because I it's a lot of extra hassle to set it up. But hey, yeah. uh, I'm not bitter or anything. Um, <laughs> where do you listen to podcasts, Pastor Wes? You know, uh, probably most of the time through through Apple. Apple. Hey, that's the major one. Yeah. That's where a lot of people just, listen to it. That's the one I know to go to. And of course, you can always to. boss around Alexa and say, hey, Alexa, yeah. play TuneIn Podcast. Thursday's True and Trivial Talk, and she will play it. Just make sure to say trivial, not trivia. Otherwise, she's like, "Ah, So, my kids fall asleep to this podcast. Maybe you will too, but if you (laughs) want to stay right here, well done. And uh, be sure to check us out and share it. Thanks for watching. See ya.